Okay, so what I'd like to talk about um, in this episode is um, something that I've been working on for a little while and I've taken my time to sort of articulate this um, because I didn't want to speak about this prematurely. So what do I mean when I say that a paradigm shift is coming? Because for those of you who you know, took a moment to think about the title of this episode, you can argue that the title might actually be very vague. Um, but to be honest with you, that's the point. Except it's supposed to be vague and it's meant to be vague in a very different kind of way. So the title is vague and it's, it's general not because I wanted to leave it open to, to interpretation, but because the title itself refers to so many different things. And so we're living in a very unique time where it's probably the best time to live with regards to living in a, you know, financially, technologically, economically, and, you know, scientifically revolutionary world. But notice how I left the word social out of that list. Now, I did that because everything in every most major aspect of life seems to be moving forward in the utmost progressive and productive extent except at least up to our standards, except for the social aspect of things. And as much as one can argue that socially people are, you know, speaking more freely in some aspects, and as much as I tend to agree, I feel as though there's still this overarching fear that people are so fucking afraid to come out and voice their full-fledged opinions based purely out of fear and, you know, non-acceptance. And so something is happening to us globally. Um, we're moving forward while still you know, arguably moving backwards at the same time in certain areas. And although it's fucking impossible to live in an ever-perfect world, it most certainly is possible through the use of willpower and social cognition to be able to break out of the, the constraints and the box that so many far-left and, and far-right thinkers have fallen into. Uh, or maybe they're not thinking at all, which is why they've gone so extreme. But um, one of my points here is that we as human beings have the ability to snap out of this nonsensical way of thinking that has encompassed a large part of both Europe and the West, if I'm going to be completely honest. And as positive as paradigm shifts could potentially be, there is something that also bothers me, which is that it can be argued that paradigm shifts may not always be for the better. And Maybe in the short term it might seem like it, but certainly not in the long term. And when I say long term, I'm, I'm talking, you know, decades and decades and maybe even centuries. And so I really do believe that something is coming and something will be happening to us whether we like it or not. What that thing is, I don't know. I don't know how much it will harm us in exchange for, you know, hopefully beneficial results. And so I believe that whatever is coming will either make the smart and awakened ones smarter and the dumb one's dumber. And to add to this, I think there will be this kind of parallel transition of wealth and power that will identify itself as knowledge, as being the new currency, if that makes any sense. Now, this is just my opinion, but it seems to me more often than, than not that there's this massive appetite out there for people who are simply searching for the truth. And so I think that it is very important for, for people to understand that at the end of the day, when people are not content with what they watch or what they read, they will tend to rebel. 
maybe not right away, but give them some time and they will rebel. And I think that type of rebellion has led us to where we are now. And I also think that a shift in the paradigm of things is not only expected, but it's necessary in a certain regard. Only because I feel that if nothing changes now, then we will forever be stuck in this sort of never-ending spiral-like loop of, the, of you know, this battle between the left versus the right, so to speak. Now, one can also argue that this shift is not coming, but instead it's happening right now and is only growing more and more until it reaches its peak, so to speak. Now, that's very hard to tell. But what I also want to note is that this thought would honestly have not crossed my mind even two or three years ago, which tells you how rapidly it, it's sort of coming on to us. Now, I think it's very probable that the intellectuals of our time may have been able to predict this, but for the average person who's just recently decided to, to take a chance and, and dive into the world of intellectual thinking, there was a very good chance people like us didn't see this coming, right? Now, let's evaluate how a shift in the paradigm of our society could affect us. And I wanna look into this on a deeper level because of the fact that there are so many ways that a true paradigm shift could work. And so what we need to observe and accept is the fact that in today's modern age, volatility is something that kind of goes without saying because things are always changing on so many levels in so many parts of the world. And it would be hard for me to pinpoint where exactly the shift could happen. Hence, one of the reasons I left the title of this episode to be as vague as it is, to be honest with you. But when we take a step back and we look at everything that's going on, what we will see is that the most likely thing that could potentially rise up would be this sort of rebellion, not only against the system itself, but as well as the rise of this revolutionary-like initiative that people would want to have more control over. And so I think it's important to understand that there could honestly be multiple paradigm shifts that could occur. Or there could be one large one with, you know, um, sub-occurrences below it, acting as sort of a, a representation of the larger picture at work. And so I think that if we were to be forced to visualize what this paradigm shift could potentially look like, we, we could imagine a tree with a very thick trunk and then imagine that the branches of that tree were the sub-paradigm shifts that were doing their parts respectively in order to kind of get everything to align with what we'll ultimately be transitioning to. And I'll be discussing that in, in particular in a, in a later episode as well. But ultimately, I, I personally believe that this paradigm shift will be that of both physical, mental, and metaphorical revolution. And so I don't think it will just be one thing. And it, it, I don't think it'll be one thing standing on its own. Now, as to whether or not one impact may be bigger than the other, that's honestly very difficult for me to say because if we look into the recent past, I think it's safe to assume based on historical observation that paradigm shifts used to occur mainly one at a time. And that was mainly because the order in which things were able to be presented or communicated to the masses in was very limited. And so therefore, when the communication is limited, the transition is limited to be slower than as it is today, for example. But nonetheless, I, I like to argue that that was mainly the case. Now, what we have now is the possibility of all three of these things, or at least more than one thing happening and revolutionizing at roughly the same time. I mean, if, 
if you want to argue that this shift may be happening now, as I mentioned earlier, then you can argue, say, from a physical perspective that the riots as a result of George Floyd's death and other, you know, pent up angers that people, you know, had could very well have been the start of this paradigm shift from the physical aspect of things. And one could also argue that the the mental and intellectual paradigm shift is already happening because all you'd have to do is look on social media and whatnot, I guess, and notice there's a, a certain corner of the internet that's been coming to life with that really contains free thought and expression. And it's been doing so for the last handful of maybe two, three, I would even I wouldn't even go as far as to say four years. But now as for a metaphorical shift, um I've yet to see this occur. I guess that's why they call it metaphorical, but I think that it can be argued as to whether or not it's happening now or it's slowly beginning. But ultimately, I think that where we as a people will end up is something that is difficult to predict, at least from my point of view. I mean, everything that is going on can honestly go in so many different directions that I personally can't seem to be able to put my finger on even a handful of potential outcomes simply because there's so many. And how, how do you narrow down any of them when you can't even eliminate any of the possibilities? I mean, that's the thing. We're living in a time where so many things could be the outcome. I mean, honestly, do you really see war as being something that is that far-fetched when it comes to what we've gotten ourselves involved in as human beings at, at this point in time? And what I mean by that is, look, the fact that we cannot narrow down the potential outcomes and possibilities of what the end of this so-called revolution might hold shows that there is a far greater chance of negativity sprawling itself to the top of the pyramid as being the winner of all this. Now, why is that? And why did I just, you know, bring up the example of war out of nowhere? Well, the reason for this is because let's think about the human psyche. And the way that the average person thinks, at least in, in the West, let's say, it tends to be more negative leaning, right? Like people here tend to gravitate towards way more negative shit than they do positive things. And so I think when the possibility of people's mindsets lean towards the fact that negative ideologies and thoughts occupy their mind, we're more than likely to be headed for an outcome that would not be sunshine and rainbows, if you want to call it. Now, if you think about it, a lot of people could say, no way is it possible that that shit could happen or a war could go down, not with everything we know and with how wise and smart we are now. And look, as much as I would love to believe that, okay, are we really that smart? Are we? And I say this because people need to stop, and I find that, I bring this point up specifically because I find that people are doing this more and more often. People need to stop comparing that of technological evolution to intellectual evolution. And so as stupid as this may sound, people automatically assume that because a small group of people at, you know, in Silicon Valley have developed groundbreaking technology in various industries, that suddenly that applies to the rest of the world in terms of our intellect and say, you know, we humans can make this and we're, you know, because we can do this, we're way too smart for war and whatnot. Like, where did this thought process come from? And why are people even correlating the two? 
It sounds stupid for me to even bring up, but I'm telling you, this is how people think, whether they know it or not. Now, if I were to try to understand it, I think I would tend to find that the average person unassumingly associates technological innovation with global intellectualism. And then they just they simply just apply it to the rest of the world. And that is absolutely the most improper and incorrect assumption that anybody could make. And yet the problem is that when enough people end up thinking like this, the remainder of the people that don't know what to think or, don't, or lack the capacity to think, to be honest, they simply follow. You know what I mean? And so even though technology is evolving, the question then becomes, are we evolving? Because they're very two different things. And people, like I said, people tend to associate the two. Say, well, humans created this technology, so we're, we as a species are getting smarter. No, 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 no. Pe certain parts of our species are the smart ones. The rest of us are dumb fucks. And this brings me right back to my point about, you know, there being a potential shift in the paradigm coming. And even though it may very well be possible that some great things could come out of this, what I see right now is more divisiveness than anything. So to conclude, I think that we are looking at an overall gloomy result simply due to the sheer numbers of people that tend to fall in line with the rest of society, right? That wants to rebel and disassociate with the reality of the world and implore people to live in the cloud, so to speak, and live in this fairy tale land, um, if you know what I mean. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Uh, feel free to subscribe, give it a like or rating, uh, depending which platform you're on. And um, I do think I'll be discussing this in another episode because there's much more to talk about. Um, but I encourage everyone to uh, weigh in and, and chime in with your thoughts. Thank you.